Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. This week, I'm taking a break from books and reviewing an article from Harvard Business Review called Designing the Hybrid Office, From Workplace to Culture Space by Anne-Laura Fiard, John Weeks, and Mawesh Khan. You can find this article in the March-April 2021 print edition of Harvard Business Review or on hbr.org. So what is this article about? This is a really good one and talks about how companies are reconsidering their approach to office space post-COVID. I know that a lot of our clients have made decisions to move to a completely dispersed employee model or are shifting away from some of their office space and moving to kind of a hybrid model. This article addresses some of the research behind different approaches and discusses considerations when optimizing your organization or your team's approach. So what are the key points here? My favorite quote in this article is, quote, of course, companies won't suddenly abandon their offices because going to the office has never been just about work. And technology won't make socializing less dependent on direct interpersonal contact anytime soon. But we do need to rethink the cube design that all too many offices exemplify, unquote. I've seen the move toward different types of offices really taking off over the past decade. It's interesting to see how COVID has accelerated this kind of thinking in more traditional industries as well. The authors argue that the hybrid office is transitioning toward being a culture space rather than simply a working space. Clearly, after COVID, it has now been definitively proven that work can be effective, if not optimal. And it can happen at home. And this leaves the primary function of an office as a space where work is optimized through things like social connection, learning, and collaboration. I think the most compelling argument that the authors make is around new employee onboarding. They share a story about a new employee who joined his company during COVID, and he described the experience as surreal. As of the publication date of this article, he still hadn't met his coworkers in person and said that he's always kind of wondering whether or not to ask the silly question. I've heard similar stories from other people who have joined their companies during COVID, and they have described feeling disconnected from the team and from the company culture as well. So they talk about that in kind of the middle of the article, and I think that whole section of the article is really good. The designer in me loves the last section of this article, which describes the approaches to designing what the authors call the office of tomorrow. And it sounds like something you'd find at Disneyland. But this section includes a lot of very cool approaches toward office design and how to include things like phone booths and open kitchens and informal seating areas, all developed to encourage collaboration and relationship building, which are some of the things you just don't get at home. I think that shared workspaces like WeWork have been experimenting with this for some time, so it's interesting to see this become more of a mainstream approach. 
I personally love working from a sofa whenever I can. So having the combination of a sofa and a chance to connect with peers really appeals to me. This section also covers some interesting tech tools that companies are using to optimize office layout and drive better collaboration. The emphasis on managers setting the example by joining their teams in the open spaces of the office and encouraging a balance between working from home and working in the office, I think is also very important. It can be tempting as a busy leader to just camp out in your own office and get work done, but this approach fails to acknowledge that we as leaders are also human and we're social creatures and that we need to collaborate with others in order to be most effective. I appreciate the authors including some notes and examples on ways that managers can set an example for their teams in this area. What are some other considerations here? I mean, I think this article is very geared toward large organizations, but what about smaller companies? Or what about teams having some autonomy to set up the way that works best for their type of group and their work? We don't all work the same way. I wish that the writers had tackled some of the ways that smaller teams or organizations are dealing with space and connection. Personally, I have found that desk position has a very big impact on teams and collaboration. And as a leader of CS and sales teams, I spent a lot of time optimizing seating charts. Obviously, that was back in the day when it was a company with desks and cubes. While the authors are advocating for open collaboration space, which is great, I wish they had taken the time to also address what leaders can do to drive connection and collaboration when they don't have giant budgets to eliminate the cubes and invest in an updated office design. So is this article worth your time? I found the article really interesting, if not completely practical for every company. CS leaders will come away with ideas that they should be able to implement across their teams. CSMs who are interested in how the workplace is shifting will find this article interesting overall. This topic also has an impact on all of our customers. Some will be permanently shifting to hybrid work, which could change how we need to connect with them in the future. This issue of Harvard Business Review has a bunch of amazing articles, so I'd recommend buying it if you haven't already got it. Next week, I'll be reviewing one of the other articles, and then on April 14th, we'll be starting the book, The Effortless Experience, by Matthew Dixon, Nick Toman, and Rick DeLisi. You can find this book on Amazon and Audible. I think last week I might have announced the wrong start date for the book. I'm kind of losing track of time after being camped out in my office for the past year. Sort of like Groundhog Day here. I'm looking forward to my vaccination and my freedom. Anyway, this new book will kick off on April 14th. If you're a regular listener, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe, share Reading for Success with other customer success professionals, and rate the podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I can be reached at kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.